Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ball knocked down by Mouse, picked up by Shackelford, into Alexander. Two ball for the Bruins. Network, along with the point guard, the floor general, Ahmad Starks, Oregon State alum, I'm Sun Devil, I'm Michael Kirsten. Glad we can uh, have you back this week. And well, Ahmad, man, we go from uh, we think taking steps forward, everything looking right, at least in the pro sports wise, NBA side, and everything. But then yesterday, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten come out with they're postponing fall sports. And yes, for those listening to our basketball podcast, Ahmad, they're probably thinking basketball's not a fall sport. <laughs> it does not matter because in the Pac-12, my friend, they, um, they postponed it, all competitions through the end of the year, which, meaning, which means obviously turning the calendar to 2021 and January 1st from a football standpoint can be, would be the earliest that if there was to be a football season, which I think again, throws off, crazy balance and yes I would want to see one as a fan but throws off crazy balance there but for basketball how it affects it first of all for me like you always say I'm looking at it more from the fan side but media fan side whatever that 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 puts a that puts a kebab on a midnight madness which was always awesome I loved midnight madness but it also puts a huge huge dent on the unbelievable out of conference games that you and I are going to get into that um, that were going to be played by Pac-12 teams and could have done obviously a lot for the conference. I will say this caveat before you jump in that Larry Scott yesterday within football saying it is about player safety. It is about being able to protect the players and Ray Anderson echoed that later on. But that being said, he said every sport has its basically own different task force. So we'll see what the next calendar month or two brings and maybe basketball can start somewhat on time because some of these obviously early season tournaments are late November, early December, which 
Ahmad, I mean, it's for 2020, it's ever since this went down, it's been going slow for everybody, as you and I have talked about. But it is fluid. We're not saying it's definite, but as of now, no competitions till the calendar turns to 2021 for the Pac-12, which, man, I look at this schedule, and I was pretty stoked for these games, Ahmad. No, there are some um... – there was some big games that you look forward to. Like, everybody looks forward to those key matchups, either between players or high-profile teams, things like that. So, there's some stuff that is going to go missing, like um, um, UCLA, Kentucky, CBS Sports Classic. Like, two, you know, two of the most winning and winningest programs in the history of college basketball um, going at it. So, games like that are just phenomenal. And then we, we're going to touch base on, like, Field night invitation that was going to be held up in Portland, Pac-12 area. Um, you know, USC versus Gonzaga. So stuff like that is uh, people going to miss out on, and uh, it's unfortunate. But I kind of understand the call. I kind I understand the reasoning. You know, as we touched on, you know, before the show, it's not necessarily an essential. You know, not necessarily a necessity to have. You know, certain sports during time like this. Not certain sports. Sports in general during a time like this. So it's about the safety of everyone around, the, the, the student athletes, I guess, first and foremost, but then everybody, everybody around, everybody who's a part of this. So it's about being safe. And, you know, hopefully at some point we can get back to all this, but it is unfortunate to say the least. Oh, absolutely, Ahmad. And we've, we've said from the beginning, I mean, yes, we're a fan. You're an ex-player. You're still a fan. You love to watch it. You love to be around it, as do I. And we want to see it. But, yes, if you can safely come back. And we talked about this last week, too. I mean, a tiny bit. There's different outbreak, different states, and obviously different parts of the conference have different outbreaks. So, it's Arizona has been hit. And California, I know, had its, has its issues as well. That being said, Ahmad, it's one of those things where, it, I mean, it is a bummer. So, if you like you said, the Phil Knight Invitational, you have – USC and Gonzaga. I also know that there was an Arizona at uh, Gonzaga on December 5th, and those matchups have always been crazy huge. Um, like you said, UCLA and Kentucky, the CBS Sports Classic, and then Kansas at Colorado, a former Big 12 conference matchup there. But we, we've obviously been talking about what Colorado's done and Kansas's struggles against the Pac-12 the last three years. That also being said, the Wooden Legacy, Ahmad, I got to get your take on this. Because the Wooden Legacy tournament, obviously UCLA for John Wooden, they're in it. But they got Georgetown to come in, Kansas, and Virginia. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And uh, that tournament in and of itself is November 26th and 27th. So it's semifinals and finals. So you know, UCLA takes on Georgetown, Kansas takes on Virginia, whoever. I, I didn't see the matchup yet, but that was November 26th and 27th. But just your thoughts on seeing something. Again, Thanksgiving weekend, football's coming to an end, rivalry games. But then you always get those awesome college basketball tournaments. And, man, the wooden legacy, like I said, UCLA, Georgetown, Kansas, and Virginia. That would have been – that. hopefully we can see it. Like I said, I'm not going to be negative – where we're at now, we're probably not, but we'll see what happens. But that man, what your thoughts on that tournament though, those four teams? Oh man, that's uh that's huge. I mean, you bring in um Virginia, you know, national champion. Um, then you have Georgetown Historic University. It's just it's it's huge having all those on, on you know under one roof. 
it's uh it's, it's big time so it's some those, those like i said it's those games that you just want to see you want to be in the arena if you can be there if not you got a large following on tv the players those are the games they want to play in um stuff they're looking forward to so i know they're let down um but that's a big time that's a big time to get those programs in that building and man that, that's huge yeah, I mean, Kansas always expecting to be hanging around, too. And like you said, Virginia, the same way. Georgetown under Patrick Ewing, again, they're starting to take a former, obviously, Georgetown alum, taking bigger strides there. And you play in a preseason tournament like that, that can definitely put a kickstart to your season. Also, the NIT season tip-off, Ahmad. So it was U of A, Cincinnati, St. John's, and Texas Tech. And Cincinnati's been in quite a few of the way too early top 25s like you and I touched on last week. U of A has been kind of around there. And Texas Tech has been usually top 10, top 15 in these early uh, two early preseason rankings. And that was November 25th and 27th. Again, U of A playing, uh, like I said, they're, they're going to play Gonzaga. They're playing in that. So they're going to they're gonna take on, you know, two of those, well, at least one, you know, if you had, well, two of the teams, because I know the other two play each other, but still, you're going to take on Cincinnati, St. John's, and, uh, and or Texas Tech, man, and that's just so huge, because traditionally, as you know, U of A has always done very, very solid in those preseason tournaments. ASU, in the last few years, has done good as well, pardon me, but yeah, for U of A, I mean, again, Cincinnati, St. John's, and just to see that Texas Tech offense, to see what it looks like again this year, Man, early in the season, that's it's kind of a bummer. But like I said, I want to stay positive. But, I mean, U of A always puts themselves out there. I mean, even, like I said, from back with Lute Olsen and then Sean Miller doing the same thing. But, man, the NIT preseason pre uh, tip-off – or season tip-off, sorry. keep saying preseason. Season tip-off. That's huge for – that. again, all these are, like I said, huge for the conference. But for a team like Arizona that's looking to maybe bounce – I mean, at a conference-wise, they were solid last year. They won over 20 games – or at least they won 20 games last year. So that that's another one I was definitely looking forward to. And uh, we'll see what happens. Again, hopefully they can start before January is all I'm going to say. But I'd like to see I'd like to see him definitely take on Texas Tech. I'll say that much. Sure, those will be a big time. I mean, hopefully, like you said, there's uh, positive, you know, there's some positive news coming out of, out of all this, the pandemic stuff coming within the upcoming months and that, that can lead us back to basketball, back to sports and things like that. Um, Cause those matchups coming up, like you just mentioned, would be, would be great for the game, would be great for the conference. And so those are things that people want to see the players want to play. As I keep saying, that's very important. And uh, the, uh, those are the type of things that generate lots of revenue and all those type of things. So um, a lot of attention to programs. So we're hoping that there's positive news coming in the next few months before hopefully we don't have to get into 2021 before we see these type of things. again. No, absolutely. And then I want to get your take on this one. Cause like we were talking just before, just before we started, but how Hawaiian airlines diamond head classic um, diamond head classic, like I said, that's hosted by university of Hawaii. Who's in it, but that had Western Michigan, like I said, Seattle, U temple, St. Mary's who blew out ASU by 40 last year, Ahmad, mind you not. San Diego State, who spent some time at number one last year, and Oklahoma's going there that was going to be going there this year too. So that would have been very huge, obviously, for ASU, but just for the conference, like I'm saying. But you made a great point when we started. Like players, obviously, you want to – it's early in the season. And, well, 
I get it's early in the season. Obviously, you guys have been practicing through the fall, and then you get going. You get going with your season in the winter, as we know, but still October, November as you're getting rolling. But I know coach speak is, you know, it's one game at a time. We're not looking past anybody. But when you, you know, coming in, when you see your schedule, you got to be circling those games, right? Because you want to ball out against those schools. Yes, you want to build on it, but you still want to ball out against those schools, right? 100%. It's not even, not even close. You see certain games on the, on the schedule, you ready to roll. Um, you, you're thinking about that even when coach mentioned it. You have probably have a private meeting with coach, you know, leading up to all that stuff. He'll throw out what we're trying to get or things like that, like what teams are trying to get to play. And those that, you know, you're licking your chops at those. You're ready. I remember when they said, when Coach Rob uh, told me my junior year, like, we, we're going to have Kansas on the schedule this year. It's, it's like something I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? There was one of the games I was just thinking about the whole time. And then that also that same year we played at Madison Square Garden. Those two, it was like, that's what I'm thinking about. And uh, you have to get there, you know what I'm saying? You have to win the game beforehand because it builds the matchup. You can't be... You can't be, uh, you know, two, two and seven going into that game. Like, no, it, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it eliminates the hype for, you know, the fans and everybody else and the media. But now you're going in. I think we had a pretty good. We were like, man, seven and one going in to play Kansas. So now it just now people are interested a little more, a little more interested. So it's uh, you, you're definitely circling those games, and you you want to put on a good show for yourself for your team, you know, for your school, all that type of stuff. So it's, it's a lot behind it. Okay, you and I are going off on tangents, but I got to ask you this, Ahmad. You played in Madison Square Garden. You saw your guy, Damon Stoudemire, as our fans remember, play in Madison Square Garden. But what is it like stepping, as I would say, the world's most famous arena, but what was it like for you stepping on that court? And who, who, who did you play? But what was it like stepping on that court for that game, even just when you first got there for warm-ups? So it was. I was fortunate enough to do it at both schools, at Oregon State and Illinois. Um, at Oregon State was the f- at the first we did. It was a two K classic. Um, it was a big. It was a big tournament. Um, we played Alabama the first game. Played out of there. They had a pretty good team. They had some pretty good guys. Um, we lost that, but then we played Purdue the second game the next day, and we ended up beating them. So getting a win on the Garden floor was nice. But just being there. I like the feel of it. It's like a stage. It's set up like a stage, which is, which makes sense as Madison Square Garden um, for everything that it that it that is known for. Um, so it's like the lights are dim in this state, like in the stands. The lights are dim, so all the lights are pretty much on the court. When you like, when you get that angle, you see it. It's like wow, like you're you're highlighted. So you're on a stage, and the lights are dim in the stands. Like you're at a like you're at a play or something like that. You know, like. So everything's on live on the auditorium stage. So it's it's a big time feeling, man. It, it's it's unreal just to be there. And surprisingly enough, though, I like that arena the best. But I it's something special. Like Staples meant Staples was big time for me, though. I always I had a I had a ball putting on a show on Staples every year for the Pac-12 tournament. So it was like I always got up for that. I always played well there. Something about LA. I just liked and Staples Center was nuts. So that's a that's also a good place to play too. Now I I always ask everybody this. Please tell me your first warm-up shot at the guard you didn't put up an air ball because you were so jacked up. No, nah, never. I can't remember, but I can guarantee you it wasn't an air ball. <laughs> no, people ask because when 
playing football in high school, we won the state championship my senior year, but we played the state championship game was played at Sun Devil Stadium. And, you know, we're going through warm-ups and we're throwing, I remember when we got into, when we got into team, my first pass with our group, I launched like 20 yards past the receiver. Like I just, I don't think I came down from that all night, but I mean, again, I've seen games at the garden. <laughs> I've seen games. I haven't been on the court like that, but no, I always ask because I just know the adrenaline, like you said, even, even at Staples Center, I, I am teasing you and Jess because I, I knew the answer that you didn't. For all our fans, I've been this before. I, I'm guessing he didn't, but still, I mean, you walk out there, and like you said, you just see even the empty arena, the seats and everything and all the history that's been there. Because like I said, being – like you said, you saw Damon Stoudemire, but just the history of basketball, everything that's went down on that court. And then even in that arena just in general too – it's just an absolute phenomenal feeling. No, no, for sure. Being there, like, it may have been somebody – I know somebody shot an air ball. You know, I, I can't recall who, but I know somebody did. And it's it's normal to feel those things. But you also – we're talking about the matchups and stuff like that. Man, I remember, like, there have been games, big games, and I'm excited for it. And the first shot comes out an air ball. And then just because of the hype, the adrenaline, it's just – it's a lot going on. Um, nerves and everything, but not negative, not necessarily negative nerves. It's just the hype for everything that's going on. And I learned later that when I airballed, um, I was going to have a great game. So later I wasn't, in, I was like, I was okay with that because I'm like, okay, now I know what's coming because I got, I got used to that. My first shot's an airball. I might, I'm probably going to have 30 that night. So, but I knew what type of night it was because if that energy was there, you get up for those games and whether it's the arena, whether it's the team, you know, it's a special feeling. I just hate that uh, you're gonna, kind of going to miss out on some of that. The players most likely, I mean, the players more importantly, but also the fans. You're not going to see some of the things you just kind of, you truly live for as a fan. Right. And like we were saying last week too, and, in previous weeks is that I'd, I'd be bummed if I couldn't go, but I'd rather you and I were in agreement. So I'd rather be able to watch it and see it at least have no fans there and go from there. But it's gonna be tough. But for ASU, I want to talk about like they're at a conference because they lost to Creighton last year, but they had the, they had, they were going to Creighton this year. They started a, a uh, home and home series, even though it's really not traveling far with Grand Canyon university here in the Valley. Um, that, but then San Diego state who was going to be in Hawaii was also coming to Desert Financial this season, which is huge because they're bringing a lot back. And then, like I told you, BYU, they were going to play in the Colangelo Classic out at um, Talking Stick Resort Arena, which is the Suns Arena, which they played there last – like I said, last year they played St. Mary's, got blown out by 40. So they're missing out on that as of right now, like I said. But then, like I said, the chance to play Oklahoma, uh, San Diego State maybe, but St. Mary's again, Temple, Seattle – uh, Western Michigan, Hawaii in the Diamond Head, uh, pardon me, Classic in Hawaii. I mean, again, and we talk about like U of A, like I said, NIT, and then they have, of course, another matchup against uh, Gonzaga. I guess I I, I want to re-ask you my question then. What will it do? Because if they're not playing in these, if no teams are traveling to these, or if the Pac-12's not, if other schools are, again, we're not going to get into that craziness, but – Say it's not because this season they were also playing 20 conference games, which got approved last year. But we'll get to that in a second. But for right now, if if ASU, U of A, like you said, um, UCLA, you know, the whole conference, Oregon State, obviously, Oregon misses all those games, USC, what do you feel that would do 
for the tournament is my, well, my, sorry, let me, I'm asking you backwards. Do you think that they would trim the schedule and at least get some of those big games the second half of the season? So maybe they play, you know, 25 games, 15 conference games, and 10 of those other big games. If they were to flip over to the calendar, let's, let's attack that first. So how do you think that they would attack it? I mean, would, would something like that work for you? Because if everybody, like you said, just comes into conference play, the selection committee, I mean, it, you might as well just like blindfold, everybody put blindfolds on the selection committee and just throw darts at that point. Yeah, I think that's tough on the selection committee side, but I mean, I think it's. But would you go with 15, would you go with 15 conference games? I'm just throwing that off the top of my head. And then 10 at a conference games, those bigger matchup games, because they're obviously already contracted. So 15 and then even though you might not be able to fly to obviously where they were, but you know, you could flip a coin, whatever, but 15 conference games and then 10 at a conference games. Are you cool with that? Yeah, I think it's tough because those 10 out of conference games, like all of them are not just big games, you know, so I know that you need some of them, but I don't know, you may have to trim it down. You may have to play like 18 conference and then you pick five of the best. You try to get five, whatever non-conference games you got um, and try to build a resume off of that. So it's uh, it's difficult. <laughs> it's, it's a tough ass, you know what I'm saying, based on, you know, what we're used to and it's a tough ass, so we'll see. Oh, absolutely. And then, Okay, so then with that being said, say it is all just conference, but I guess elaborate on that more. If it is all just conference, and I know you touched on last week saying that, you know, if somebody, you know, ASU or UCLA or Oregon are ranked high, but if they're losing, then you can't afford to lose to them if you wanted to get into the tournament. There would still be conference tournaments, so the conference tournament champ would get in, but or would get that automatic bid. But if it's just conference, what do you feel the shift, the, the kind of the landscape would be? Of, of the tournament, uh, well, of the season A, and then what the, what the tournament could, could potentially look like. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I just think, like I said, I, you, you, uh, I just think you have to roll with it. You just have to roll with the punches on this. You just go with, you deal with that. You deal with those conference wins. Um, you, you try to take the best of the best, but like, yeah, those, those teams, you can't lose. Those, those teams you're supposed to win, you got to win. It puts a little more pressure on the situation. It's going to be a weird one, but they, you just have to get it done. Those top teams. And then the, the teams who aren't expected. You know, if you come sneak some wins here and there, now you – it may look better for you on tournament, just the, on, on Selection Sunday, just because of how everything's shaped up. So it's, it's weird, but it could be – you know, you have to, it has its, uh, has its ups and downs. has a good and bad standpoint, so you just – most importantly, just the name of the game, you need to win. So to stop all that, anything, any mishaps from happening to you. Well, let me ask you this shortly then. How does it – for, for the selection committee then, because we've touched on how what a team does at a conference, how a conference overall in general has done at a conference, what does it do to the selection committee though? Because then what are you – like you said, not losing to certain teams – but what are they? What, how are they basing the "quote unquote" as we hear in the media every year? Strongest conference? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I guess people are just gonna say that depending on. It's tough. Some people are gonna look at the records and be like, "Oh, they got the most teams, you know, with similar records." Like it's not a not a big drop off, but that doesn't necessarily mean 
that that's the strongest conference. Um, it's a really tough way to look at it. So it's kind of, it's tough. I don't think you can, they're going to try to do it anyway, but I don't think you can compare because no one's going to be competing against other conference, conferences, you know, trying to beat out the big, uh, and the power five, especially. So it's not, you're going to have to, they might have to let that argument go to uh, lay that to rest for this year, to be honest. Or you just have to see, hey, if you do have an NCAA tournament, you got to see who fares in that. So who pulls through that, that'll tell you, that'll tell you more than anything else. That almost might give an advantage. It'd be an advantage for almost every team just because nobody's played at a conference. So no one will have a feel on what a certain team likes to do or, Oh, they did this in conference against this, but at a conference, they're only going to have, I mean, they'll have film obviously, but it's one of those things. What about getting to this with now, if players, I wanted to ask you this too, because players, it doesn't seem like basketball wise and football wise. I know some had voiced their concerns and maybe we're going to opt out. But what do you think about, do you think there might be guys that maybe if even if by the turn of the calendar it's, it's up in the air that might opt out? Where, where do you stand on that? I think it's going to be a very tough call. It's just so much uncertainty. You know, it's not enough. I guess there's not enough games being played. Um, so, you know, people are going to be looking. They're going to try to overanalyze and just a short in a sample size or for games. and. I think you just have to try to make the best call for yourself. Um, try to make the best call for you and your family. So it's it's a, it's a tough it's a tough look on it because you're just not you're just not sure. There's this small window of finding things out, and you don't know the outcome of it. Some people will know, you know, the better guys will know, but you just don't really know. So it's it's a tough call all around. It's it's not it's hard to really speak on it. Honestly, it's going to be difficult. And with what's been going on, too, to piggyback off that, Ahmad, we talked about the players that have come back, I mean, in the Pac-12, but in college basketball alone. So now, if they're looking at even a shortened season, but hopefully they would still get to play a tournament. I mean, we've seen that, again, it's tough to put 64, 68 teams in a bubble. I get that. But by next uh, March, (laughs) we we could both hope that they'd be able to have a tournament. What does it do, though, for those guys that came back, decided to come back, now even playing a shortened season, because especially in the Pac-12 as of right now, because of this because of this uh, ruling coming down, it gives them that experience that they may not that they didn't have this year. Um, being into the tournament now that allows you that's your best chance to showcase what you have. That's your best chance to to get you in the limelight for. Okay, you came back. You know, let me let me show them how I improve. Of course, it's going to be about the longevity and consistency of however long your season is going to be, um, of course. But that's the big stage. That's what's going to be looked at. That's going to be the lasting impression. And people have people have made NBA careers off just an NCAA tournament. That has sparked their way to a professional career. So I think you got to just take advantage of that. And this could be a blessing in disguise for some people. I'm 100% with you on that one, Ahmad. I mean, it can be. And for those that, like you said, that were probably headed to the tournament last season, they, they could head back this year. And you're right. They definitely put, 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 a, put, a, little, uh, put a little show on. I mean, give uh, scouts more to think about is definitely a good thing to do. But I want to ask you this. So out of the list of the top five in the Pac-12, but out of Michigan, Oregon, USC, Gonzaga, Arizona, Gonzaga, UCLA, Kentucky – 
and Kansas, Colorado, and I'll even throw in ASU and San Diego State. Of those, which one would you are you gonna miss the most? I'm gonna. I know it's tough, but I'll put you on the spot. Which one would you miss the most? UCLA, Kentucky. Yeah, I was kind of. I I kind of like the Kansas, Colorado, but I'm with you on that. And um, Michigan, Oregon. I mean, Oregon. I know beat them last year. Yeah, by one. That's right. So. The rematch would have been cool, but you're right. UCLA, Kentucky. I always love the Arizona Gonzaga games, and I love to see obviously ASU take on San Diego State. But I'm with you, man. Look at that. We worked together for a little bit. We're in agreement. Can't go wrong with UCLA and Kentucky. But we'll see, because that was supposed to. Well, wait. When that was supposed to be played on December 19th. So, like Ahmad and I said, it's one of those things where it is a fluid situation. The virus will dictate what is going down, but. Again, as the calendar turns to September, through September, into October, I know that, uh, you know, people say, oh, flu season and this and that. But telling you right now, Ahmad, if somehow, if it has to get going without fans and it can be done, then, then let's, let's play some, uh, let's play some uh, winter hoops because <laughs> it will be phenomenal to see. And for the Pac-12, and yeah, you always get those big games, but at a conference-wise, they've always – I mean, the last seven, eight years away, scheduling has changed. Oh, that's what I wanted to touch on with you lastly, though, is how they added the 20-game schedule. And you and I were talking about, so and it's not like, because at a conference is up until pretty much the, what, end of December, middle of December, end of December-ish. And then once, once the calendar turns, it's all conference games. But the Pac-12 last season – Last year, I should say, in 2019, um, has announced that men's basketball contests will be added as a part of the league's transition to a 20-game schedule. So you're pretty much only skipping one team now. Um, there are some matchups, but like for for your alum for Oregon State, they play they played USC twice, but it was an added game. They also play Washington State twice. That was an added game. That's earlier. Um, and they only play UCLA once. So you're almost, I mean, you're getting, a, you're, like I said, you're skipping, you're only playing somebody once, but you're getting that extra game in as part of your at a conf, during at a conference too. It's a conference game. So that kind of livens up the first half of the season. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think it's, I think I like it. I like it. I like the attic, the attic game and stuff like that gives you an extra boost. Um, could be helpful. Could be something that somebody needs to get over the hump um, for the NCAA tournament or whatever the case may be, or seeding purposes for the Pac-12 tournament, stuff like that. So it could be it could be helpful. So I, I do like that addition. I like when I was playing, it was 18 games, and I, I was a fan of that. Um, but, you know, I think it could be beneficial for teams. Yeah, I'm a, I like it too because I know last year actually when – ASU and Colorado opened up. They went over to uh, – they were playing in China last year. So they actually played each other. There were two teams that happened to go. But they actually played each other three times last year. Granted, the first game didn't count – counts on your record, as you know, but it didn't count conference games. But, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of it. I know, obviously, football, there's, uh, there's 12 games. You're going to play your, you know, your, your three out-of-conference games and nine games, so you're not going to get everybody in your conference. But before – the pack expanded. They were the only conference that everybody played everybody. 
and they got it done. So basketball-wise, though, I, I'm with you. I love it because no matter who it is, like I said, when I'm when I'm doing stuff, covering it, media-wise, I get I get I just cringe when I hear, oh well, you know, they got to skip them and they didn't get to play that. They're whooping people. They're either getting whooped or they're whooping people. Either way, the record's good or bad, like like we've said. But I'm a big proponent of it. I like the fact that the Pac-12 is doing it, and I also like because, like you said about you knew Kansas was going to be on the schedule. You were playing in the Garden, or when you were playing in the Garden. But now you see the schedule, and you know that you man, that's a, that's a conference game. Like yeah, it's a very interesting game. But the first half of the season, not that you, not that players don't have, you know, that excitement and that pep in their step. But now it's like, oh, it's a conference game. Well, we want to send them a message early because we'll still see them later. But we're going to send them a message right now. I think that's big time. Yeah, like you said, we want to send them a message right now. Now. If you knock somebody off or something like that, now it's a little fear in them. Now they're second-guessing certain things. And now, you know what I'm saying? It, I, I like it. I like it a lot for just that reason. Like you said, we want to send a message early. It's a good idea. And it definitely – because to me, like I was saying tournament-wise, Ahmad, how do you feel about this too, lastly? Do you feel that it also helps for getting that tournament bit? Because if you're kind of like right there against somebody in another conference, but – they have to say, oh, well, they played them. They did play them twice. I mean, they played everybody in their conference at least once. They got them twice. They got them early. Do you think that also sends a message and it'll benefit teams from the Pac-12 to the committee? That's what I alluded to earlier. Yeah, it could. It could. It's not a guarantee, but it could, obviously. So they're saying, oh, I beat UCLA twice. It was ranked 15th, you know, at the time. You know, I beat them at ranked 15 and then ranked 18. So – you know, it just uh, – it could put you over the hump. You never know. Yeah, either way, it, uh, it's a very – like I said earlier, it's a, it's a fluid situation. But at least we in – a, in a way, we have a teeny bit of clarity. I mean, football and volleyball and cross country and soccer, fall sports-wise, we definitely have the clarity. But where basketball, again, can hold on is, like I said, as the calendar turns, m- another month goes by, hopefully we're closer to something. Hopefully they're closer to where, hey, you know – this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to pick up here and you're going to start with these games. So some games might be lost. We'll just have to figure it out. But like I said, it, it's man, looking at these out of conference games, when I messaged you earlier, I was getting excited. I was getting excited last week when I saw a few of them. And now I'm just like, once I saw a football schedule, I was like, all right, all right. And then another curveball came on <laughs> Larry Scott and the conference sent a curveball. but yeah, I'm stoked. So, uh, but, tra- but you got to give everybody an update. So training going good. And our, uh, your, I, I know some people, like you said, are getting closer to leaving. But uh, how's, the, uh, the, how's the training going? Great. Picked up, picking up big time. I just got a bunch of shirts made. So I'm giving them out to my clients and selling them to some. But a lot of my consistent clients, I'm just giving them out, you know, as marketing and, and showing support. I'm um, appreciating them. So um, that's been going really well. You know, I know. It'll probably slow up a little bit with school getting closer to starting in general, whether it be high school, college, as well as my pros are leaving. One of my guys who won a national championship for for Louisville, um, named Wayne Blackshear, he um, just left to go to Poland. He's been there about a week now. He proposed to his who now fiance Thursday, and then he had to go to Poland Friday. So that was interesting. Um, so he's gone. Um, a couple other guys leaving like 25th and 26th. 
Um, some of the women I have are leaving 26 or like the first. So everybody's leaving, gearing up towards the end of this month for early September. Um, so it's, I'm glad that they're able to, you know, still still make it over there. Flights are being booked, so I'm glad that it's still moving forward. I want to, hopefully they're being safe over there and um, wish them the best, you know, as far as their health as well as their plan. Nice. No, that's, again, that's awesome. Look, see, look at you putting all that talent out there. They know, they know who they have to give credit to. Definitely got to give that credit up. And, I, you know, it's, it's been important to me to do that with the pros, but it also especially with the younger guys, you know, molding them and teaching them the ins and outs of basketball, the college game, the recruitment game, you know, different types of sharing my experiences so they can learn from certain things that, that I did or didn't do. Um, so I have a lot of experience in that regard. So it's just helping them, you know, become better players, but also better people at the same time. And I guess I would have to add, you could probably add to your resume, patience and rolling with the punches, because none of us, like we said in the beginning, have ever dealt with a, a pandemic in our lifetimes. And now somebody that, again, you could have been frustrated in your career, but haven't shown them patience and you got to roll with it and you got to keep working hard. No, no, no. Most definitely. Most definitely. It's, it's important. You just never know. So you got to just keep going. You never know the outcome. Things hit you. Life, there's a bunch of adversity in life, and this is just another another hit that you gotta you gotta try to make it over the hump. Well, I'll end on this saying that uh, the adversity of non-conference, uh, I'll, I'll get over it. But I'm you might see me sad in December, Mod, if these games haven't been played. But uh, but we'll go from there. We'll see. We'll take it one day at a time. But Ahmad and I are gonna get out of here again. Don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcasts, I believe in Pac-12 basketball, anywhere you get your podcasts, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe to ours. We're fun. We'll take you to hoops games. Well, we'll virtually take you to basketball games. But uh, yeah, send us, uh, you want to send us some tweets and mods at astarks3 on Twitter. And I am at Diablos00. So hit us up on Twitter again. You got suggestions. Yeah, we're going to work in guests and we might have a little bit more time to get some guests in. But either way, we're going to work in guests. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. We're looking forward to a season starting whenever that may be. And it's going to be very interesting, of course, in the Conference of Champions, in the Pac-12. You want all the news, come here to Amon and I to get it. But we're going to get out of here. Everybody have a uh, safe week. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. I guess we have to remind everybody of that. Ahmad, wash your hands, stay healthy, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.